Hi everybody and welcome back to the podcast. Last episode we finished off with me heading to rehab at McKady Hospital. Um, they basically picked me up in like a shuttle and then we we just headed over. I had like a just a short drive from Ogden Regional to McKady Hospital. Um, they're really not that far apart. Just a few minutes, truly. Um, the drive... It kind of felt like eternal, like I'm wondering if like I just almost wanted it to be long, like it was just like that like anxiousness, like I'm just awaiting my next destination, and so I'm kind of, there's a driver and then there's the guy who helped like load me in, um, <clears throat> was basically in the back with me, and he was like uh, just talking to me like, oh man, like that sucks, and just talking about like what happened, and I was told him like, you know, semi-truck, accident, car accident, blah, 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 and then he was just like, man, like, it's a good thing that, like, it happened at work, you know, like, he was just kind of, like, going on to that, and, like, at first, I didn't really understand that so much, I didn't really get, like, what he meant by that, um, but it, it really, like, all of, like, the whole financial thing, and, like, the possibilities, and the burden of that, like, that comes along a little bit later, but, so I'm just, I'm sitting in the back of this van and that's like my only time out of the hospital besides, uh, this one time back at Ogden regional, just briefly, it was right before I was about to get discharged basically. And like, I was, I was healthy enough. I was starting to feel good. And so, um, we asked if, uh, we could go outside because, you know, everything was just weird. COVID made everything weird. Places were like shut down that weren't normally. So, we ended up like being able to like go to this little common area and I got to like take my mask off and like breathe fresh air because I'd literally been laying in a hospital bed for, you know, weeks at a time, didn't get to go outside this whole time, didn't get to see any sunlight besides the one that shined through my window. I didn't get a like like no fresh air, you know what I mean? Like I just breathed hot, stuffy hospital air. So oh my gosh, like that was just the best thing ever. Uh, my dad took me out in my wheelchair and you know I it was like October end of October and it was like kind of cold you know I got my minky on I'm like I lost like 30 pounds so like I'm freezing and I got all these tubes in me but like oh my gosh man best thing ever so like McKady uh like we were kind of we just like almost expected so much like it was glorified um they they gave me it was like like a pamphlet I guess like you know like a five-star resort gave me this pamphlet of like all these amenities and like everything that I could do and like kind of what to expect and you know like what's ahead of like my journey what's coming next and it just it was far from it was far from reality like you know like everything seemed better than what it was going to be so we like get into my room and uh like the main doctor talked to me and like we get to McKady we settle into my room my dad brought all my stuff in. Uh, he had to get like a cart, and like I was like a couple rows or a couple floors up, so he had to basically go from like his car, and like my mom was bringing stuff. Like everyone was just kind of like bringing stuff at this point, and you know, same rules applied. Only one person at a time, so he's bringing stuff in and out, and I'm getting settled. And like this goes back to uh, like Ogden Regional, even with like my chargers and like everything being around me because. I couldn't get up and I couldn't move around. I didn't have like the ex accessibility to like, I guess just like reach over and like plug in something, you know, plug my phone and plug my laptop in. And like, like I was saying, like, that's all that I had. 
all that's all I had for like communication and like keep me like entertained like it like for so long like you know you can only watch so much TV you can only just sit in a bed for so long and when it's literally all you do twenty four seven for weeks on end it was just kind of like I needed I needed those things to like survive so I remember like specifically I would always like I I had to like I had my girlfriend buy me like a six foot charger because I couldn't have my phone plugged in where my bed was and like be able to like sit comfortably like I would have to like awkwardly stretch out my arm or like set my phone down and then if something fell something whatever happens then I'm like out of luck and I have to wait for someone to come in or you know like try to like finagle my way down and like make it happen like I was doing so many things like in my bed like when like no one was around like just trying to like cooperate and like make things happen so like I get everything settled and like everything you know like it was great you know like I had like a nice I had like a nice view in my room um like it was it was beautiful because it was like end of fall like beginning of the winter so it's like the sun was like still shining but like you had like the fall leaves and like everything and there was like a window you know window tree and there was a tree right out front right outside of my window and like it was like heaven like it was a perfect spot perfect view like I had I had like a remote that was just near me to where like I could control my lights like there was an AC like specifically in my room, like it, where it could control just how I wanted it. And with how like hot and sweaty I was, you know, like I was, I always had that thing. And like, I was like, oh, that thing needs to be low. Like I need to make sure that it was low. And so, uh, we were kind of like excited because it was like rehab. Like it wasn't like hospital. It was like, we were like, oh, like less restrictions, you know, like we're going to be able to like, I'm going to be able to like see basically all the people that I hadn't been able to see like at the hospital because of all the strict restrictions. So like I was excited. Um, like my cousin, uh, Miranda and my cousin Dylan specifically, like we were, we were just talking about like all these times of like, Oh, like I can't wait. Like we can kind of just like hang out. Like, Oh, like we'll bring you food. Like now I can eat. Like everyone was just like, Oh, like, let me come see you. Like, let me bring you food. Like we'll do whatever. Like that was all that we had, but it was, it came down to just like, they literally like I get settled in and like I swear not even like 10 15 minutes like after everything's kind of going they're like all right so what two people do you want for your visitation and we always like wait what only two people like I can't interchange because like I had like a full rotation like seriously like 10 15 people and like everyone played their role like so crucially like I needed like it was just I had like a great a great like system set up you know like we had something figured out like and it was just great like even though it, could, it was only one person at a time I was able to kind of see at least enough of a rotation and enough of people to where it worked out you know everyone had different schedules and so it was depressing but like I don't know like thankfully like uh no matter what like my family was like there for me during this time and you know, they tried to just do, like, small gestures and, like, just make me feel, like, loved and appreciated. Uh, like, my bunch of my family, like, chimed in or chipped in and, like, got me a Nintendo Switch for, like, for, like, rehab specifically. And, like, when I'm, like, laying in my bed and, like, you know, like, everyone did that. And, like, they, I was able to, like, have a couple of family members, like, sneak in and, like, basically, like, give that to me and, like, showcase me this gift. And, you know, like, my other cousin uh they got me like a mamba mentality kobe bryant book like i'm named after kobe bryant um he's like an idol to me like a big inspiration so like just like people like kind of knew like things that like i needed and wanted or whatever to like help me pass the time and help me get through this like people were just super thoughtful and like super sweet so that's why like 
I just really thought that like this was the time that I was going to be able to just finally like make those things happen because at this point at McKD, like we didn't know how long I was going to be. We had heard like a month, six weeks, like we didn't know when I'd be done. We didn't know when I was going to see everybody. Um, it was like everything was just so up in the air at the beginning. And so like November 9th was my discharge date from the hospital and I wanted to be home. Like this was just like my goal from like day one. Like I didn't know anything about anything. Like we literally, we thought I was going to be like, you know, like walking and like being like have to like go through everything. And like, we thought that I wasn't going to be able to like leave until I was healthy because they made it seem that like, I was basically here until I could like function and like get around life. So I just wanted to be home my Thanksgiving. That's like in November. So that's like what it's like three weeks or so like after that, which it just at that time, it just felt like almost like out of reach. But I was just I was just so determined, like that was what I was going to do. I was going to do it like, you know, like I miss my family. I miss my friends. But it's, it's like I just wanted to like be home. Like I just wanted to be in my own space like. I just wanted to like heal like I don't know it was just you know I mean no it's like a hard it's a hard thing to like relate because most people don't spend um four weeks in a hospital bed but you know it's like homesickness from like when you're on a trip like you know you're just ready to be home you don't want to be anywhere but your home and so like at this point like I'm eating normal like I was saying like everyone's trying to bring me food like I was able to just kind of eat what I wanted uh like normal bowel movements uh like I I was able to like go to the bathroom like regularly like it wasn't just like oh when's this gonna happen type thing it was it was a pretty consistent thing but it's like the only thing that like I just I couldn't like get out of my bed like I still had like those restrictions to where I needed like assistance from like an official quote unquote like it couldn't be like my mom or my dad like it had to actually be someone um, like a nurse or a CNA or a doctor who could like help me and you know, it was just one of those things again. It was just so hard because, like, I'm like really starting to like finally move, and like now I'm eating like full meals and like eating like pl- like a, an entree with sides, and like I'm finishing everything, and so it's just like things are just. I'm just like again, like it's, it goes back to like that normalcy. Like I wanted to be able to do what I need to do at the time and not have to like rely on someone. So that was another thing that was just kind of rough. Um, and so. Like physical therapy, I mean, that's just, they they briefed us on that. Like, that, I'm going to have it like three hours a day is like kind of like what they were saying. They were going to switch it to like occupational therapy and physical therapy. So occupational is more so like, you know, like showering and like day-to-day cooking, like kind of get around the house type thing. And then physical is obviously like, you know, like strengths, walking, like doing all that stuff. And so I'm... I'm in a wheelchair um, at this point, like, and they, we, like, we thought I was going to walk, like, we thought that, like, this was, like, the purpose of this was, like, that I was going to literally start walking, because, like, we were just, we were just confused, like, I'm, like, healing, and so, like, okay, like, so, like, it's, like, it's, like, what's next, like, what am I going to need to do to get me to that next step, and I remember specifically, like, this was at the very beginning, um, it was, like, probably my first or second occupational therapy uh, appointment at McKady, um, and we, they, she kind of like wheeled me into like this room. It was like a kitchen area, you know, and it was like, she's showing me like around like the fridge and just like this area. And, you know, it was like, it was like those questions of like, it's like, what's your house look like? Uh, do you have stairs to get into your kitchen? Do you have like, 
accessibility like are your are your is your every are your shelves high are you are you too high to where you can't reach it do you need assistance like opening your fridge um is there like a good angle and my dad like i it was obviously like it was non no no like reason to be in like rude or like non-intentional but he was just like like what the hell do you mean like what like he was he was a little he was like vulgar like he was like, I'm just, I'm just, like, I don't get it. Like, what are we doing here? Why does he need to learn how to bake a cake? Like, I just want my son to walk. That's all I want to do. That's, you know what I mean? That's it. And so I was, like, trying to explain to my dad because I had been briefed. Like, this is just what you got to do. And, like, with me, it was just, like, okay, like, this is just part of the recovery. Like, all right, I might have to learn how to, like, cook, like, in a wheelchair. Or, like, you know, get around my house, like, in a wheelchair. Like, that was our reality or something. Like, we just didn't know, like or getting around, like, this McKady hospital, like, if I just had to, like, practice while I was there for a month, six weeks, you know, like, that was it, so we had, like, those moments, and, like, I had to explain to him, like, that is, that's, like, what we're, that's, like, how it's looking, like, that's just kind of what's, what's part of it, like, I have physical therapy, which is, like, yes, like, walking, moving around, like, that type of stuff, I mean, not physically, I mean, a wheelchair, but, like, you know what I mean, like, that type of stuff, and so, it kind of worked out that way, so it was just, like, you know, we had showers, and I'm working out, and I'm stretching, um, I'm moving around, I'm lit, like, you know, like, that was just kind of, like, my days, and so, and, like, COVID was still, like, super bad at this time, so it was, like, mask everywhere, like, don't leave your room, like, I had a, there was, they, we found out that there was someone, like, on my floor that had COVID, like, physically, like, we just, I couldn't, like, escape this, because, like, it was just literally so bad, like, it was at the peak to where, they had to start bringing people on like my floor, like on like a healthy floor, a recovery floor, because they were just so booked with beds. And that was like the worst part. Um, we're just like kind of dealing with like COVID and then just like dealing with like everyone else. And then um, on top of like nurses, doctors and everyone else, it was also like the caseworker and like didn't talk communicating with like people from like my work about like the situation because like, now that, like, things are starting to, like, look up, like, I'm moving on, I'm, like, recovering, like, now it's just, like, the legality and, like, the financial and, like, the what's next, the the what's, like, your home, how's your home life going to look like, uh, do we need to get you stuff ready for this, for that, so I had, I had a, like, a two different caseworkers um, at this point, so I had uh, my, one of my, my favorite people, like, this lady, meant so much to me during my recovery like more than I could have ever imagined at the time um her name's Daydre and so like she she was like constantly in um like my ICU room specifically she was a uh, catastrophic so she was like in there like when it was like the quote-unquote like catastrophic category I guess like she was on like the more like harder end uh more serious cases and so she was constantly coming in checking on like all my levels and like my fluids and then asking like how I'm doing and I thought that like she was getting me in trouble or I thought that like the nurses and like my physical therapist didn't like when she was coming in because I don't know like she was it was like she was like and in my head like I'm like oh like she's just like nosy and she's trying to like see like what everyone's doing and like trying to like get everyone in trouble but like I didn't know that was her job like I was this was when I was so confused so out of it like on the drug stage like I remember physically just being like like not like under like well just like not understanding like and I was like I had to like call my dad one time and I was just like hey can you tell her to like chill out like 
she's like making me like nervous. Like I feel like she's like getting me in trouble. Like I feel like the nurses don't like her and my dad and like everyone's just like, Oh yeah, like I'll talk to her and we can do that. Uh we won't worry about uh like we don't worry about it, you know, like everything's gonna be okay. And so like I thought that like he had talked to her, but then like, oh like my gosh, like she's still just coming in and checking on me, but like she she was just the best thing ever. Like she she was actually carrying um like if something was off or if I needed something and like no one was around, like she would try to like track someone down for me and she was she was constantly texting me and you know, like filling me in on like everything and like well I'm more so like my parents like at this time because I'm like out of it a little more at this point and even though like I'm above age, like I when I physically can't like communicate or like, you know, I'm in my coma, like they were they were able to like have her to like rely on as far as like the outsider stuff and so that was great and then at this point like at McKady, like slowly like towards the end of uh at Ogden Regional we had another caseworker switch and I'll I'll spare her name for the sake but she pretty much like she dropped the ball on everything um she like promised us like that she would like reach out to someone or she would follow up on something and we just never heard back or it was like oh like yeah like I'm just waiting to hear back or oh this and that and it would be like days before we would get a response or then my mom would call someone and they would be like oh yeah here's your answer like this and that like things were just kind of like shady like nothing added up like it was like I was slipping through the cracks and like I was saying like I got I got hurt on the job and so she was dealing with like the workers comp situation and we weren't know we didn't know if like I was going to potentially get like a payout or how that was going to look. So we were just trying to like follow up and like look on the status of that. Like we just we were just so in the dark with all like the legality part and we didn't really we didn't really understand like kind of what was what was coming ahead with like all of that. And so it was just kind of nice to like have someone to like rely on, but then when we weren't getting answers and like the process was just kind of being drag drug out or, you know, like things just didn't seem to click or they weren't adding up. And it was just super frustrating because we've had someone who actually cares. And like, we were, we were begging and trying, like, can we get, can we get the first one back? Like, is that possible? And they just tried to explain like, Oh, they're just like totally different, like departments or something. And so it didn't end up, didn't end up working out. We got stuck with her for a little bit. And so like between like my therapy and, everything else like oh my gosh like we just we was just it was just like it was almost like oh my gosh like we finally made it to like this promised land but like what's next like what's really ahead of us and we thought that like I was going to walk out of this place just like you know normal quote-unquote normal as normal I guess as you could be after two broken legs uh multiple you know ligaments reconstructed and you know stomach surgeries like everything in between and so like we thought that this was just like the last and the final step like okay so I I just did a couple weeks here now we're gonna go to KD you know I'm gonna I'm gonna get moving get walking I'm just gonna heal and I'm just gonna recover and little did I know that this was just the start of everything um it really all had just begun right here there was so many, there was so much like setbacks and so many things that popped up during this that we just had no clue. Uh, we were just constantly being like pushed off into other directions and like McKady Hospital, as as great as it was and as thankful as I will be and 
as you know as as great as like my time was and like i'm i will forever be thankful for every single person during my journey who helped me get to where i am in one way shape or another whether it was just answering my beepers like that i needed a drink or something like forever thankful but when like even your own like doctors just questioning like why did you go there and like why aren't you like physically like moving and like doing stuff like here like at like a therapy treatment like you like be you need to be home you need to be recovering and so like we just we just didn't really know what was ahead and we were we were not prepared for everything that was going to follow and i will continue to get into more depths on my recovery and the road that followed me